Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. We are at number seven of the 49ers roster countdown, and Eric freaking Armstead comes in. I love this guy. Uh, great football player, can kind of do it all on the outside and inside. Definitely found his mojo moving back inside last year and finished. I'm telling you this right now 49ers do not make the playoffs without what Eric Armstead did to close out the year. Uh, finished the season week 17 and the first two playoff games with three back-to-back-to-back best games of his career. Uh, just absolute hot streak. And then you had the the last game against um, the Rams. It wasn't on par with those other three, but, man, I, the tear that he went on was just incredible. Jersey number 91. Tall. And whenever I say tall, I mean super tall. I mean 99 percentile of all defensive linemen in the NFL. Six foot seven. Uh, usually don't get him that big. 290 pounds. He's 28 years old and entering into his eighth season. Now, there's so much to this guy. Um, and I, I want to start with this because I think it's really, really important. Um, you know, he was the 49ers Walter Payton man of the year nominee and guess what man he deserves all the accolades in the world for what he does off the field um his parents gus uh and christy armstead his family has one brother one sister and man his dad played basketball at sacramento state uh, his brother armand played at usc and actually was with the patriots for a year before he was forced to retirement had some injuries all those things but Let's do this, okay? Because this is, we're going to get into football. We're going to get into highlights. We're going to hear from Eric. We're going to go through 2022 projections. This right here, this is big to me. Um, his parents, as the most influential people of his life, and gives credit to his grandfather, Willie B. Armstead, um, an Air Force veteran for instilling integrity and all those things in him. But understand that, l- listen to this. Start his own foundation, the Eric Armstead Foundation. Uh, in 2020, he donated $50,000 to um, housing for students that participated in distant learning during COVID. Bought 350 Chromebooks for the students. Also paid for their internet so that they could learn uh, despite maybe not having the resources to do so. Also sent them learning activities, books, supplies, and healthy snacks so that the kids could learn from home during COVID. Then he goes out in Sacramento back in 2019, the off season, um, 
started his own Eric uh, the Armstead Academic Project, which he still is very, very big with. Um, everything's about promoting equal opportunities through education, which is incredible. I mean, that's that's what I'm about, hundred percent. And just I, I could we have two pages of notes on this guy and all the different things that he does for the community and children. Absolutely incredible. Not to mention his wife, she's a freaking doctor. Um, it, it can go on and on. The thing, you know, Q and A, reading books uh, through over Zoom to kids, trying to just incorporate and implement better education. This dude, the 49ers are full of a lot of humanitarians. This dude's number one. Number one. Um, absolute great person. Now, let's look at his background, and as we do so. Uh, let's throw some film up. Uh, this was some clips that I did back in 2019 of them. I threw those together uh, coming off a great year. You'll see number 91. Um, have some fun with this one. But, you know, he went to Pleasant Grove High School in Elk Grove, California, just south of Sacramento. And got to give a shout out here to AJ. What's up, AJ? Um, if you've been with the 49ers Rush podcast for a while, we did a video uh, for AJ for his birthday announcing he was coming out to Vegas to meet Fred Warner and Elijah Mitchell. And so AJ is actually going to be going to this school. Um, so shout out to him and his dad, Coach Cruz. They are the best of the best. Um, now, before Oregon, he was a two-way standout on defense and offensive line. He was a U.S. All Army All-American, Parade All-American. I mean, he just did everything. And, you know, what? In all of it while he was doing that, he was playing basketball. He's probably rated just as high as a basketball player. He was a top 40 basketball player in the country whenever he came out in 2012. He averaged a double-double, 16 points, 10 rebounds. And, you know, little known fact, he actually played for the Oregon basketball team whenever he committed to Oregon for two years. Redshirted his first year with the basketball team, came out the second year, played in one game, and then decided to focus on football, which I think was a pretty dang good call. Um but he he's kind of done everything. Once he showed up at Oregon, um, he he proved he was going to be a player right away. A major asset on the defensive line his very first year in 2012 um, with Oregon. Almost went to USC, but wanted to stay in Oregon. Um, ranked fourth in tackles with 26 tackles his very first you know freshman year. All those things and just was all over the place. Comes out 2013 sophomore year and was a mainstay on the Ducks defensive line rotation. Um, you know, but still not getting the starting credibility that perhaps he deserved. And then in 2014, everything changed. 13 game starter. His best season um, as a college, you know, player finished second uh, with tackles with 46 tackles, five and a half tackles for loss. Just kept going, kept going, kept going, and just kind of kept doing everything. And so, whenever you look at what he was able to accomplish while being on the basketball team as well, his stats were never great. Um, only four career sacks in his three years at Oregon, ten and a half tackles for loss. But you could just see it. He passed the eye test. He passed. The measuring test, the film was good. It just, it was, it was a different time. So the stats never were great, but that's usually the case with defensive tackles. Um, now you look at what he did at the combine: six seven, ninety ninth percentile, ran a five one forty, seven point five three cone, thirty 
34-inch vertical at 6'7". That's top 93% of defensive linemen. Broad jump, 117, top 96%. Um, the closest that I could get in uh, athletic comparables were Gerald McCoy and Roderick Wright, but neither one of them are anywhere close to the body style. He's unique. There's not a lot of them that have that length and lower explosiveness and height. I mean, it's just different. He's about as good a run defender as there is in the NFL. It doesn't matter where you play him. Play him on the outside, great run defender. Play him on the inside, better run defender. I, I really do wish, and you see in some of these clips, that he was playing inside his whole career. Um, I, I feel like it might have been a loss to him, and he's incredible. He was drafted in 2015, pick 17. He fell a little bit. Um, they selected, the 49ers selected him. He was the fourth defensive end selected that year. The three people selected ahead of him, Dante Fowler, Leonard Williams, and Vic Beasley, which I would put him, you know, him and Leonard Williams, definitely by far the best of that class. Those four Fowler and Beasley behind him. But again, those are true edge guys. Um, he's playing defensive tackle now, now his rookie year, 2015, um, didn't make it to training camp because Oregon, the Pac-12 really, had this stupid law where the quarter system and eligibility and whatever else didn't matter. Uh, so he missed training camp, which he was behind the eight ball. Head coach Jim Tom Sula, which grosses me out to say that, he just didn't get a lot of playing time. He was behind Quentin Dial, Glenn Dorsey, Tank Carradine, Tony Gerard Eddy. Uh, no slight to them, but man, he should have been playing. He did make his debut. Um in the against the Minnesota Vikings, the 49ers won 20 to 3, and Armstead had one tackle for a loss during that, that game. And really just unimpressive rookie year. 19 combined tackles, 14 solo, two sacks in 16 games. Nothing too impressive. Now, 2016, things changed. Chip Kelly came in, his former college coach, right? Um, and they moved him up. And he got partnered with DeForest Buckner, Quentin Dial, and those three guys just were awesome. Um, and he really, really played well, finished his second season, 15 combined tackles, forced fumble, two and a half sacks. Um, and again, only made it eight games. You remember he had a lot of injuries early on 2017, same thing. One sack, he got placed on injured reserve after breaking his hand in week six. So that was rough. Then 2018 happens. They decide to pick up his fifth year option, which was a great call. Um, but he goes out and guess what? You know, he was able to play in 16 games, but only three starts. Now, here's where it gets awesome. 2019 season, breakout year. The year the 49ers went to the Super Bowl. You're seeing the highlights now. Whenever 2019 happened, Armstead just lit a fire under his rear end. It was his fifth-year option. When players get contract years, guess what? They perform very, very well. Um, and he was awesome. Uh, made his debut in the playoffs against Minnesota Vikings. Crushed them twenty-seven to ten. Championship game thirty-seven to twenty. You get into you know the Super Bowl pressures, three tackles. And unfortunately, they came up short. But after that, they had to pay him. He was just too good. You know, they decided to trade Buckner and sign Armstead. And I know football fans get caught up on that but you got to understand it's not Buckner versus Armstead it's Buckner versus Armstead signing Jimmy Ward and drafting Javon Kinlaw it's one versus three that's what it was so whenever you weigh the balances of the trade whether they were winners or losers you've got to take that into context I will say this 
And, you know, I had an argument, not argument, debate with Eric Crocker, and I agree with him. If the 49ers would have moved Armstead inside when they traded Buckner, it would have been 100% of success. But it took them a year and a half to figure out what the hell to do and to play him in his right position. But they paid him. Five years, $85 million contract extension, $48.5 million guaranteed. And what did he do in 2020? Um, 16 games started, three and a half sacks, six tackles for loss, 13 quarterback hits. 2021, 17 starts, six sacks, seven tackles for loss, 11 quarterback hits. And he finished on the tear. I, I want to go into detail here. Three best games of his career came consecutively at the end of the year in the playoffs. Week 17 versus the Rams, two and a half sacks, four solo, two tackles for loss, three quarterback hits. Player of the game, incredible. Key moments, you do not make the playoffs last year without Eric Armstead. Versus the Cowboys, one sack, one solo stop, one tackle for loss, three quarterback hits. Division game versus the Packers, two sacks, three solo stops, two tackle for loss, two quarterback hits. Dude just went off. Um, and I'm excited about it. He has started, and this is crazy. Him and Jimmy Ward, very similar career arcs because injured, 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 and then just turned into Ironman. 71 consecutive starts for Aaron Armstead. And I know he sprained his MCL. He's going to be out a couple weeks right now. But still, iron freaking man. Who starts 71 consecutive games on the defensive line? That's unheard of. It's incredible. And I love what he's doing for this team. Now, Eric was asked what he's excited about and the difference between playing inside for the upcoming year in 2022. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, I think that when I was playing in, um, I've always played inside on passing situations. And when I was playing in, obviously I was at in to shut down the run game. And um, teams just started running the ball away from me. So I wasn't as involved into the game. And I think playing inside um, – with my ability, which might be, you know, tough for some people, but with my ability to be more involved in the run game, um, not allow teams just to, you know, kind of run away from me, and then also to have more um, more opportunities rushing against guards and on the inside where I predominantly do on third down, I'll, I'll get more of those opportunities throughout the game uh, on first and second down. So I think it'll be good. Um, I'm excited for it. And... Um, you know, I think I can, you know, dominate in this role as well. I love it, man. Teams can't run away from me. He's more involved on the inside. And that's why I expect one of his best years coming into 2022. And on top of that, probably the thing that makes me most excited, we have never seen Javon Kinlaw and Eric Armstead inside next to each other. We haven't seen it. You know, he made that move in week nine last year from DE to full-time defensive tackle. And guess what happened? Fred Warner instantaneously went back to linebacker number one form in the NFL. Instantaneously. He was getting too many people in his face, which wasn't his fault. But that's what Armstead stops. Now you add in Kinlaw and Armstead, who we haven't seen them together. Great things. The entire philosophy of the defense is simple. Stop the run on early first and second down. Force them into long third down situations to throw the ball. That lets your pass rush go wild, lets your secondary ease up, and it, it just makes sense. And we finally get to see this in fruition, and I'm pumped about this. So he's going to be paired up inside my 2022 projections for Eric Armstead. I don't care about sex. 
I know the common fan looks at those. It, they're so unpredictable. Don't really care. Um, if I had to put a betting number on it, I would put the over-under at five and a half sacks. He had six last year. Um, and that was, you know, but again, you look at those three games we talked about, what he, what he finished with, uh, five and a half sacks on three games. So he's capable of double digit sacks. We've seen that he's capable of taking over games. We've seen that, but sacks do not determine what Eric Armstead provides for this defense. It's incredible linebacker play because he stuffs the middle it's incredible secondary play because they're facing third and long. That's what I care about. 49ers are going to have a top five defense in 2022. And a big reason why, this guy right here, number 91. Now, my projected stats for him, five and a half sacks, 31 solo stops, nine tackles for loss, and 12 quarterback hits, which would be incredible. Um, I'm excited for Armstead. And we've got him signed for a while through the 2024 season, which is great news because this nucleus of 49ers, now that Debo's uh, extended as well, just continues to be imp improved, improved, improved. Great team, great base. Number seven on the 49ers roster countdown. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Oh, man, we're to number six on the 49ers roster countdown, and this is where it gets tough. Uh, you got five all-pro players on the 49ers roster, and that doesn't count Kyle Juszczyk, who the fullback position isn't recognized by all-pro. He's got six Pro Bowls um, and a quarterback. That's what we got left. And so, you know, I want to calm people down just a little bit before we get started because I understand um, – there is an argument to be made for Fred Warner being one, two, three, four, five on this list. So why do I have him number six? Which it might appear as a slight. I hope it's not. Main reason why we ended with Fred Warner at six, who is the linebacker one, the best linebacker in football. How in the hell could he be number six on a person's roster? It's because of replacement value. 
The 49ers are loaded at the linebacker position, and Fred Warner has only missed one game, really, in his entire career. I mean, he's an Ironman in and of himself, and I love Fred. Probably one of my favorite 49ers on the team. I mean, shoot, we got to have him out at the 49ers Rush Road Trip draft party, which was one of the highlights of my career doing whatever this is. Um, but... You do have to understand, we do have Drake Greenlaw. We do have Aziz Alshire, both of which could fill in. They're not Fred Warner. They're not even close to Fred Warner. But if you look at the drop-off of the other positions, um, whether that's, you know, Nick Bosa, Trent Williams, George Kittle, you know, Debo, all those things, that's where the difference is made. And that's why we ended up with six. Again, this entire countdown is who has the largest impact on the 2022 49ers season. So let's jump in. We got a lot to get to. We got some film cut-ups. We got background galore. And the way in which the 49ers landed um, Fred Warner, a roundabout way of getting one of the best defensive players in the league that probably upset a lot of 49ers fans whenever it first happened. But we're going to detail one of the craziest trades ever in 49ers history and how it actually turned out to benefit the 49ers through a bunch of ups and downs and moves on moves on moves. Now, Fred Warner, number 54, um, which I love. I, I donned number 54 my junior year in high school uh, before moving to uh, tight end and all that stuff. Had to get an eligible number. Had to change that out. But uh, six foot three, 230 pounds. He's a big boy. Only 25 years old. Only 25. He's been around for a minute only 25. We got him for a while, too, as he's extended. Entering into his fifth season, um, he's from Mission Hills High School, San Marcos. What's up, California? And, you know, he ended up landing at BYU and, you know, was an exercise and wellness major. Four-star recruit for the Cougs. And why not? Let's throw up some film as uh, we keep talking about the greatness that is Fred. All of these clips are from 2021. Um, you know, I just wanted to highlight some of his coverage skills. And I think that's one of the things that separates him. So if you want to catch this and all the audio commentary and all that stuff, I just loaded this up on Patreon. Patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast. So we got a lot of new surprises over there. We just relaunched the way we do Patreon, I'm excited. More content than ever before is going to be available for the 2022 year. Um, so patreon.com slash 49 podcast. So here we go. Let's go. Um, Warner was an Avocado East League Defensive Player of the Year. All San Diego Section Defensive Player of the Year. First team, all California honors. And he caught the attention of the BYU coaches after a diehard BYU fan and family friend sent Warner's highlight tape to the coaches and later got offered a scholarship. He, he was very under radar early, but the Cougs, through a rabid fan, were able to jump on kind of what Warner's about, and they loved it. They loved it. Played 49 career games, started 42 at college. He was named to the Bednarik and Butkiss Awards watch list, the Warfield Trophy, uh, AFCA Good Works Team nominee, and again, the Warfield Trophy, that's kind of like the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Fred Warner's incredible with the community. Uh, shoot, obviously, he came out and partied with us, um, but he does a lot to help people. Two-time Phil Still all-independent team, led BYU in tackles the final two seasons, 2016-2017, received the Most Valuable Player Award and Captain's Award at the team banquet. Three-year starter, put up 264 tackles, 32 tackles for loss, six and a half sacks, seven interceptions, 
two touchdowns, five fumble recoveries, three forced fumbles, 13 pass breakups. And his seven interceptions is second in team history for anybody that ever played the linebacker position. Now, he was projected to be a late second, early third round pick. Um, and he's admitted several times he really thought the Denver Broncos were going to take him. Um, that's really what he thought. But um, he gets drafted by the 49ers. We'll detail that a little bit more here in a second. But a couple more accolades that I want to get through. He was the first NFL rookie since 2000 to begin his career with four consecutive games of at least 10 tackles. He was drafted in the third round, showed up, leader of the defense, day one. I mean, just uncanny where he went, especially whenever you look at the fact he was drafted number 70 overall. I mean, he stepped up, and it was just boom. He was there instantaneously, one of the best, if not the best, coverage linebacker in the NFL day one. I mean, he just showed up and had it. Only missed one game his entire career with the 49ers so far. And he's going to be a force for years and years to come. If you're looking at the top 100 players, the NFL um, network countdown, he was voted number 70th in 2020 and number 21 in 2021. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, he just got married this offseason to a former contestant on The Bachelor, contestant Sydney Hightower. Happy uh, congratulations to their family. Hopefully things go awesome there. Um, and again, if you want a little bit more background check out hometown hero the fred warner story it's a 15 minute breakdown that the 49ers put up on their youtube page very very good work um as always now let's go to his his metrics and as you're seeing these plays and you're seeing them shot out of cannon and you know all these different things he ran a 4.6440 which is good for his size 21 reps 6.93 cone that's like debo <laughs> That's basically like a Debo three cone. He is shifty, shifty. 38 and a half inch vertical. That size is insane. Listen to these athletic comparables. Paul Puslesny, Um, But it really didn't work because Fred Warner is built like a 1990s linebacker, but the athleticism is just unreal. So almost all of his comps were from back in the day, 1990s players, right? So I went outside the position, did a little bit of research. This year's draft class, Nick Benito, the edge rusher out of Oklahoma. And a few years ago, Iowa tight end TJ Hawkinson. Those are the closest athletic comps that I could get to. Modern day NFL linebackers, a 97.7 match with 49ers undrafted free agent Curtis Robinson. So the 49ers got a type. They want big. They want fast. And they're going to stick to it. They want big and fast at linebacker. And Curtis Robinson is a player who has been rising up through training camp, which has been a lot of fun. Um, now, let's go to how the 49ers were able to acquire Fred Warner. They drafted him in the third round of the 2018 draft, number 70th overall. It's crazy. 69 players went ahead of him. Um, that's insane. They got him in the Solomon Thomas trade. If you remember back in 2017, the 49ers were on the clock at two. The Bears were behind, behind them at three, and they swapped, okay? What did they swap? Well, what? It's hilarious. Um, the Bears traded up for Mitch Trubisky, who's no longer on their team, uh, when Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes were on the clock, uh, were at, uh, on the board, and they missed it. But anyway, 49ers fell back two to three, and what did the 49ers get? They got an additional 2017 third rounder, number 67 overall, which 
this this is again we buckle up <laughs> because that pick became Alvin Kamara who we traded to the Saints. Well, what did we get? Ah, not much. We eventually landed Adrian Colbert, Dante Pettis and DJ Reed for Kamara. Definitely on the short end of that one. Colbert was a 7th round pick. He panned out. DJ Reed panned out, not for the 49ers. Dante Pettis didn't pan out for anybody. Uh lost that section of the trade for sure. We also got a 2017 4th rounder which was number 111 um, of the draft, so 111th pick. That was Tedrick Thompson, but we traded that pick too um, to Seattle. We eventually landed Ruben Foster in that trade because we gave up a second rounder and that number 111 pick to jump up and get Ruben Foster. Nobody won that trade. Uh, all lost. But we also did get the 2018 third rounder, number 70 overall, and that was Fred Warner. Was the... Was it a win or a loss? If you would have told me you could get the best linebacker in football at number three, guaranteed the best coverage linebacker, I don't think that's a loss. You know, Solomon Thomas, I don't want to call him a bust per se. I mean, he's still in the NFL, got his second contract. I mean, he's a player, but just a role player at best for sure. But again, I mean, if you just substitute Fred Warner in there, if you did a redraft, Fred Warner's going top five, period. So... Did the 49ers win that trade? Nah, maybe you could have done better. You definitely had a lot of misses, but the fact that you got one of the best linebackers in the NFL, I can't mark that down as a loss. He's just too damn important. Now, if we look at his awards and or stats since he's been in the NFL, 2020 was unreal. First team All-Pro, uh, Pro Bowl, NFC Defensive Player of the Month in November, Player of the Week, Week 12, 2019. And again, he has started 16 games, Every single year. Last year, 2021, first time ever, 17 games. He missed his very first game. But again, I mean, he's played in 64 games. He's started in 64 games. And you look at his career stats, three interceptions, one touchdown, 25 pass breakups, uncanny for a linebacker to have those numbers, six fumble recoveries, six fumbles forced, four and a half sacks, 504 tackles. He averages 100 a year. It's just freaking uncanny. 22 tackles for loss, 17 quarterback hits. All pro Fred, baby. And here's the best news. Last year was a little bit of a roller coaster. First seven weeks of the season, struggled. Why? Javon Kinlaw couldn't do his job, and we had Eric Armstead on the inside. We moved Eric Armstead to the inside week eight. Um, after that, all pro Fred returned. So we're seeing this, and now that Javon Kinlaw's back, hopefully he stays healthy, Eric Armstead's on the inside just like the end of last year, we're going to see a year in 2022 very similar to what we saw in 2020. I would be shocked, absolutely shocked, if Fred Warner's not an all-pro linebacker this year. It's just the makings, the buildup, the team chemistry, the scheme, everything is highlighted for Fred Warner to return to all pro level. I love this guy. And that's why he's number six on the 49ers roster countdown. I want to say thank you to Josh, man. You guys, Josh, freaking Anthony, absolutely crushed this entire thing. We've got five more. We're down to the top five. We'll see who's next on the 49ers roster countdown.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.